happy Monday, which is, by the way, the worst greeting you can ever have. Welcome back to Mission Daily. This is Albert Chow, your host. As always, I'm joined by the boss lady, Stephanie Postal. Stephanie, how how are you? Hey, everyone. Doing great. And I don't know if it's Monday today, though, but we can still say it. Every day of the week, it's a Monday, I guess, for you. Listen, I the reason why I said that is because I hate people. Well, I hate people. Hate I don't people. like That's that about statement. It. That sums it I up right there. I don't like that statement. Happy Friday. <laughs> Yo, it's Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday, right? Yeah. Happy oh, Friday. man. The corporate, corporate lingo. Mm-hmm. Hey, happy Monday. I'm bringing oh, it back. Oh, my gosh. I remember hearing people say that. I'm like, oh my God, you and I have nothing in common. Yeah, you remember I would never it, tell I, somebody happy Monday. I say it to you. That's what you remember. Hey, Albert. I know. Happy Monday. Happy I'm Monday. Like, <laughs> Anyways. And so, I like work. You do. Which is weird because I do like work, but I will never say happy Monday. I'll think of a new saying for you and we'll start introducing it that way. How about that? I'll let you know. You can ask me how the weather it. is. No. No. <laughs> How about that weather? Yeah. (laughs) I actually feel like we haven't talked in a little while, though, because I think the last episode, I've been doing it with some guests. and That's right. And I was in Hawaii. And you were in Hawaii. You're doing a lot of things. Which is why I look, as Stephanie said, just tanner than usual. Tanner than normal. Yep. It's a good look. I got my summer look. Yeah. Eventually, as you know, every summer I end up spending so much time in the sun that my skin, like, starts to crackle but mm-hmm. i remember um, so yep. yeah aging is gonna be yeah i'm gonna be aging hard um, i'm 40 43 right now i don't know if, how i look but look it's good. gonna it's gonna be breaking apart pretty quick yeah, you can figure it out then i but, don't care <laughs> yeah you don't care also that's a good point so today's an interesting one it's kind of um what we're talking about is definitely a little newsworthy because it's something that we were looking at today that it happened like, today. It happened today, but I want to preface it before we get into the conversation that I actually think what we're about to talk about has a lot of life, business, like lessons all around it that we're going to lead into. So with that, Albert, what are we discussing in today's episode? Okay. So as I was looking through Twitter, as I am apt to do to just to see the news, I don't care what anyone says, Twitter is still where things seem to be happening fastest or mm-hmm. live, almost almost live, right? Jack Dorsey once said Twitter is live. He should go back to that, by the way. Oh, w- wait a second. He doesn't own it. That's He'll right. say. Uh, <laughs> not him anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, it, he doesn't own it anymore. But I was looking through the news, trying to see different interesting stories, as I am apt to do. And I saw something that was just absolutely fascinating to me in that Southwest Airlines today, today is April 18th, they had a technology disruption, but not just any technology disruption. They actually had to tell the FAA to ground its own planes. So they they called the government agency, the overseer of all things, which I always say, you do need some arbiter. So the government's here. FAA controls the airspace over the United States. They said, hey, can you do me a solid and just don't let any of my planes take off? Yep. And I started thinking like they couldn't tell their people. They couldn't like I wonder if they could tell their people. And then I started remembering last Christmas time, last Christmas in 2022, Southwest had a massive meltdown, stranded thousands upon thousands of uh, flights and customers. And one of the things that was revealed during this meltdown was that their routing system for their flight attendants, as well as their pilots and crew, was done through phone center. And so the part of what led to the meltdown, other things happened, but it was revealed that people, uh, so pilots couldn't find, get their new routes or new planes because they couldn't actually call into the call center. Like the routing system is a call center. Mm -hmm. And then it was revealed, someone brought this up in the news at the time. That Southwest is one of the only companies 
that does not invest in a CTO role or CIO role, which kind of insinuates that they don't value technology or it's not important enough to put a chief in charge of it. It's a multi-billion dollar company, billions of dollars in assets. Of course, a plane's worth, I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars. This seems unfathomable today in 2023 that you would not have a CIO, not have a CTO, not be investing in technology. It was, I want to say 20 years, but it's probably more recently than that. When Andreessen Horowitz came out and said, software is eating the world. And it didn't eat Southwest's world. Now it's probably so going now. to. Um, this is really embarrassing, I think, for a, a company of its size to have this type of technological failure uh, twice in a span of four months. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think this is going to be a more systemic thing, though. I don't think it's just them. When no, I was, it's not just them. Like it was revealed. They yeah, got was, revealed. Yeah, they got revealed. But I think about, I mean, you get to talk to CIOs and CTOs all the time on the IT Visionaries podcast. So you really get deep insights into how these people are thinking and what needs Sell to be. Sell a plug. Yeah, sell a plug. Go check it out if you like that kind of thing. Um, but you get to hear all the time of like how these people are constantly trying to stay ahead. And yes. to think that Southwest kind of just said, no, I know there's this whole thing called like digital transformation and like we probably need to be, you know, having some kind of role that's like a CTO or CI or something. But no, we just don't need that for now because we're focusing on customer happiness instead. I mean, it definitely seems like a big miss. And I know that we were talking about this earlier about like something, it'll always come up, like it'll always catch up to you if you don't make the investment or if you make the wrong investment, like at a certain point, it'll come up and get you. And so you can only push things off like this for so long. It's the same thing with like cyber security stuff. Like you can only push it off for so long until you finally just need to like get in and play the game and protect yourself and make sure that you are investing in the areas that are necessary, which this day and age, like that is an an investment that you cannot avoid. If you're still making phone calls to try and figure out your routes and you're literally getting a beep, 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 this line's busy. What? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You think about each flight, each seat is at least, let's say $300 at least, Mm -hmm. even on Southwest, a flight, let's just say a seat averages $300. You're talking about, you know, 150, 170 seats per plane. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by $300. Multiply by if you don't take off, now you have to reroute all of those people and bump all those people. Like, it's crazy to think that the reason why a plane is not taking off is potentially because you don't have a way to tell the pilot that they're at gate six mm-hmm. at four o'clock, even though they're in the airport. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So they don't know of like, is it my flight? Is it not my flight? Am I supposed to take this plane? Am I not supposed to take this plane? The gate attendants are like, I don't know who's supposed to take this plane. <laughs> no one's yeah. taking. And that's a that's that's a microcosm of probably the greater problem at large. But when you say it, it sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It sounds ridiculous. I mean, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. And to think that you know our lives, our lives are in the hands of when you know when we choose to fly or we choose to transport ourselves in any way other than ourselves, we put our lives in the hands of others. And to think that they're making investments, and I'm not saying they're not making investments, but they're not making investments, they're seemingly lacking, right? Mm -hmm. They don't seem to have a digital infrastructure that can get this information out quickly. And like you said, it just... it's just it's just a window into what can happen if you do not invest in technology, mm-hmm. uh, invest in your operating operations. I know a lot of companies, they don't want to invest in operations because they feel like it's not a revenue generator. 
But in this case, think of it, it's, it yeah. it'll cost you a ton. Yeah. This is look at the cost is massive, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity for this entire industry to change very you mean rapidly. Aviation or yep, aviation, like this whole space around transportation. I mean, I remember reading um, one of Richard Branson's books back in the day around how he was even trying to get a hangar at an airport and like how much effort it was just to even get one plane to be able to land at a certain like airport and mm -hmm. just being like, I understand having intense regulations around this, of course. And how do you also make sure innovation is still happening so that we can have players who deserve to be here, who can show up in the right way with the right technologies. So it's not things where, I mean, anytime I land and they're like, mm, looks like our little hangar or whatever is just busy right now. Oh, we're in or a traffic jet bridge jam. Is occupied. Yeah, jet I'm bridge like, is occupied or there's the jet crew's not there. Yeah. She's like, you should, I've been up in there for four hours now. You didn't know when we were going to land that someone might be in our spot. <laughs> like we were going to be in a traffic jam. It's all mapped out. And even when things are delayed, like to me, you should have automation going on where it's like, okay, this plane, it just got delayed. So that means it like, it should all be automated. But I have a feeling it's a lot of people behind the scenes being like, okay, flight 132 is delayed. So now what do we do? I mean, I can imagine them still using paper. All to say, I think this whole space is ripe for innovation. And I'm hoping things like this will actually be the moments that maybe can pivot new entrants or have companies reprioritize how they're investing. Because like you said, investing in this actually could save a lot more money and could support you know the top line more than maybe they've been looking into. So I think that the, I agree, but I don't think it'll happen. Here's the reason why. So when it comes to routing the, routing the planes at, so, so for example, at an airport, Southwest or any airline, they only have so many gates they can use because they only rent so many gates. So those are the gates that they have available. So what they're doing is they're stuffing planes and mm -hmm. they're trying to say in a perfect world, when we land every single one on time perfectly, um, this is the turn schedule. This is how fast we can clean them. This is how we can spin them out. And in general, they already oversell flights. So revenue is captured. And you'll notice it's not refundable um, if there's a delay. There's mm -hmm. right, your 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 money is is gone. Well, I'm gone. You, you buy a ticket to a plane, like that's it. You're on it, whether it takes off within an hour or five hours, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you you don't get a refund. So what they what the, what they've done is they've maxed out the revenue capacity, and so when there is a delay, it's a serious problem. And so that's why, because there's no actual financial loss associated with this, mm -hmm. I don't see an incentive to improve. And by the airlines, always like the airlines have continuously consolidated, right? So it's to the point now where we only have like four major players in the United States: Southwest, United, Delta, American. There used to be many more, but yeah, they we keep need more. Merging. Come on. We, we, Come we on, need, everyone. That's what happens is you need more. They yeah. consolidate them up. Yeah. So now my need to service you, the guest, is much less. Mm -hmm. You only have a couple options, yep. right? So the incentives are not aligned there. So I can see why. That I don't know if that would be automated. But it does seem to make sense. I agree with you that it should be more like a digital Tetris where the computer can figure out, hey, you need to go to gate five. Hey, gate crew on six, move to five because there's a plane coming in mm -hmm. um, and you're idling because your plane has been sitting there and delayed. So you guys go to five, you guys unload five. And then the other thing is- um, We should maybe, run the FAA. That's all I'm saying. Well, the FAA is not in charge of that. Fine, we should run whoever is in charge of that. <laughs> that should be us. <laughs> so the FAA is only in charge of like takeoffs and like who's occupying the space, but like how the airport operates. 
See, that's the other thing that most mm-hmm. people don't know about is like a lot of the crew is contractors. So mm-hmm. like the luggage handlers and all that, they're all contractors. So you're like hiring, you know, Joe's luggage to unpack your plane. Mm-hmm. So like you don't get, in, you're not in charge of that staffing and it's to save money. Um, so yeah, I guess I, it, it would be, I agree. That's why I said it would be, but yeah. I don't think the incentive is there. So here's why I think the incentive might not be there for them. But what I see is that technology is advancing so quickly that I think new entrants will have the incentive to come in and think about these problems differently in a way that the Southwest and the United and all them can't think about it because they're so stuck in their processes. And I was reading, have you heard this book? Um, it's called Where Is My Flying Car by Jay Storzall. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I was reading that book and his whole thing was talking about like, we were on the way to having flying cars or like, you know, personal, personal, vehicle. Yeah, personal, personal aircraft, airplanes yeah. basically. Um, yeah. And why did it stop? And his whole thing was the failure to adopt nuclear energy, you know, suppression of cold fusion. Uh, and he has a couple other things in there as well. But the things that he said were the reasons of why we didn't get to that advancement are now advancements we're seeing happen today. I mean, we see it when we're, you know, working on the show right now with Lawrence Livermore National Labs, when they're talking about fission and all the stuff that's like advancing in that space. We just see technology rapidly advancing in like around AI. So I'm like, I, I am obviously, you already know, very bullish on most things in life and the future, but I just see things happening so quickly that I think it will pull in new entrants who think different and they do not have the mindset that the traditional airline industry has because they're going to come in and approach the problems very, very differently. Yeah. And then then the question will become, do us, the passengers, the customers value it enough to choose it? Mm-hmm. And so and we forgot our we forgot our fifth airline, JetBlue. JetBlue. <laughs> so, so there's like five major U.S. airlines that fly in the United yeah. States. Um, the so JetBlue is like the most recent new airline. Uh, I feel like that exists. Maybe Spirit. I don't. Know, I can't. I don't know Ooh, without Spirit. doing some homework. Who's newer? <laughs> oh, I'm not flying Spirit ever. Uh, never. And what's the other one? Frontier. Nope. Sorry. Never. Yo, these discount airlines where it's like cost you a bag, it costs you to change, cost it cost it cost. It ends yeah. up in it ends up being more expensive than having just a reliable flight. It makes Anyways, me not I, trust the plane. I'm like, where'd you get this plane from? <laughs> Aftermarket? Like, what is? Yeah. What am I flying in right now? If you're really going to well, nickel and dime I mean, me that much. <laughs> yeah, don't look too deep into planes. Planes fly for like 40 years. I know. I don't, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. That's also- because they don't have the, they don't have as many high friction parts as a car, mm-hmm. so they they don't break down as much. Like they fly for they fly. Wow. <laughs> for maybe they'll years. be aging out soon. And my yeah, whole I mean, America just started getting rid of its MD eighties, which the eighty stands for nineteen eighty. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, so, but well, will will a new airline emerge? So the the, the biggest moat there is is capital entry, right? So. It, it just takes a lot to have mm-hmm. an airline. Like, let's just face it, planes are super expensive. But, you know, like, uh, there's, I forget who says it, but there's always that adage, right? It only sounds crazy until it's done. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, Tesla, obviously. Electric cars didn't exist. Yeah. They weren't a major auto manufacturer. SpaceX. There's more auto manufacturers trying to get in there now, right? They're not, they're not as successful as Tesla, but they're still trying. They're still, it's still early. Mm-hmm. Could a new airline emerge that was optimized for scheduling and they're, brand promise was no waiting on the tarmac, mm-hmm. no waiting at the gate. Yeah. Maybe there can be. I don't know. I think so. I'm going to bet on it. <laughs> so the one thing I like to do around conversations. How like much this, more would you pay to guarantee 
I'd no pay a little more. Tarmac. Yeah, I'd be. I would definitely pay more if I was like a guarantee. You wait, you get something back. I don't know what that something is, but it'll be so personalized because they know so much information about me that it'll be like, Stephanie, yeah. here is your glass of Chardonnay with one <laughs> ice cube in it because we know all this data about you. So here you go, loyalty program. In general, they have to make, you know, in order for these things to exist, typically is the operator has to make more money. Mm-hmm. So if you're paying more or they're saving more, something has to be true or both. Well, saving more. Yeah, I think they would also be saving a lot more if they just did things yeah. more efficiently. But I do, I will say outside of stuff around Southwest, like, I mean, for this whole conversation, I do think there is a larger, like, lesson here too, to like, you don't want to just ignore everything that's happening around you, whether it's life, business, like you at least want to maybe look into it. Because imagine, I mean, if someone's telling you, hey, AI is really important right now, chat GPT is important, this is important. And you're like, I hear all this stuff, but no, thank you. I'm just going to completely ignore it. That's kind of what feels like happened here is like, Digital transformation was happening all around. And yeah, they we should have no a CTO. Yeah, no, I don't even know what that role is, but I don't want to look into it. So it's a good a good thing to remember. Like when there's buzz, sometimes that buzz is actually something you should pay attention to or at least check in on it and see if that is something that you should be looking into for your own life, your own business, whatever it might be. Um, but very fascinating. And yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess, with them. See, I'm a believer in second mover advantage. I'll let someone else figure They're out. They're way past second it. mover. It's well, like, yeah, they're, 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 they're might as well be in the stone age. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You didn't have to pay attention to it right away, but at some point, like, if you keep yeah. hearing the same thing, I mean, okay, I'm going to bring back Bitcoin. When I first told you about Bitcoin, you were like, no stuff. Like definitely no, not. It's like, Fine. I don't know anything about yeah. it. That's but like, you don't have volatile. to be a first mover. About it. Yeah. You don't have to be a second mover, but you kept kind of looking into it. You didn't completely Correct. say no to it. You just didn't make a move when I was like, you should make a move. You're like, I'm not really sure I'm going to stay in my lane. And now you are. So it's like, you weren't completely opposed to it. It just took a little more time, but it seems yeah, like they just completely looked away from this whole thing for far too long. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I just got my, so I, I was telling you before I was working with a team to get this, uh, 10 bedroom, mm-hmm. um, like mini apartment complex that had 10, 10, 10 bedrooms or 10 uh, units. Mm-hmm. And it, the deal fell through. The seller actually ended up not selling. So I got my earnest money back. And so instead of taking that earnest money and putting it back into cash or real estate right now, I took a quarter of it and bought Bitcoin. Good. You see the price of Bitcoin today? <laughs> I'm still going to, I'm still going to be grand. looking into real estate, but I, I bought, uh, I bought 25% of my earnest money I put towards Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's heading and I just up. keep doing it. I think it's probably going to hit 40 grand in like a week, 40,000. Well, I hope Balaji's right. It hits a million, but, well, but yeah, well, <laughs> right now it's not pacing at that, at that point. But it's pacing up, up into the right. That's so correct. we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, this was fun. We will see you all in the next Mission Daily episode. Till next time. Hey, listen, if you're going to fly, you got to choose, right? And so are you choosing Southwest? I know that I recently had a choice of Southwest or something else, but I actually chose not to fly Southwest. It's literally news impacting my behavior because I don't want to go on a long haul flight and be delayed. There you go. Straight up. I don't. And I want to know that I can get there. So looks like Delta and American are going to have, you know, I'm going to continue flying Delta and American. So sorry, Southwest. Fix your, fix, fix your stuff.
Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.